things they owned and stayed a few days playing accordions swigging moonshine and singing ballads whose words had never known paper but lived only on the rasping edge of their own voices kizzy liked the ghosts but not the strangers because her father made her give up her room for them and they always left it smelling like feet she was 16 smart but unenthusiastic a junior at a public high school she referred to as St. Pockmark's Finishing School for Cannibals. St. Pockmark was her nickname for the acne-scarred principal, who used any pretext to talk about his time among the cannibals as a missionary in Borneo, where as a young man he had suffered parasites and bodily mildew in the service of the Lord. His thin lips got even thinner whenever Kizzy was brought to his office for skipping school and she took a wicked pleasure in inventing imaginary religious holidays to explain her absences. She knew he'd sooner grit his teeth and accept her stories than call her parents, who yelled on the phone as if it were a futuristic device, and whose loud exclamations in their own language Kizzy had half-convinced him were gypsy curses. Even more than most teenagers, Kizzy hated to be seen in public with any member of her family, and she chose to walk to school even in the sleet or the rare, skimpy snows. Freezing was preferable to the rusting junk-heap cars and belly-scratching uncles. She was deeply susceptible to mortification, easy to embarrass, though hard to disgust. At home, she did unsavory chores that ought to have gone extinct with the old days, like rendering lard and chopping the heads off chickens. She drank too much coffee, smoked, had a thrilling singing voice when she could be persuaded to use it, and was saddled with a terrible nickname at school that she feared would follow her through life. She had two friends, Evie, who was fat, and Cactus, who was sarcastic, and whose name wasn't really Cactus, but Mary. Shut up, Kizzy. You have not chopped the head off a swan, Evie declared as the girls walked home from school on a Friday, smoking. Um, yes, I have, Kizzy replied. We needed one of its wings to put in my Nana's coffin. Ugh, gugh, horrible. Please, that swan was a total bastard. But you cut off its head? That's totally cruel. Cruel? I cut off chickens' heads all the time. It's not cruel. It's like food, Evie. You do know food isn't born wrapped in plastic, right? You ate it? I am so telling Mick Crespain you're a swan eater. I didn't eat it, and I'm sure you'd walk up to Mick Crespain and start telling him about my eating habits. He'd be like, um, who are you? No, he'd be like, um, what's a kizzy? He knows my name. I sit right behind him in trig. I've totally memorized the back of his neck. I could pick him out of a neck lineup. Cactus had been silently exhaling long plumes of smoke, but she interrupted now and said, Hell with Crespain's neck. What I want to know is, why would you put a swan's wing in your grandmother's coffin? Kizzy replied as if the answer was obvious. So her soul could fly? Duh. Cactus laughed and choked on smoke. So what did you do with the other wing? 
We're saving it for whoever dies next, said Kizzy, laughing too. Swan wings don't grow on trees, you know. Or, she added with a glance at Evie, maybe you don't know. Maybe I don't care. Cactus was still coughing. She managed to say, God, Kizzy, if I had your freak-ass family, I'd totally get an eye patch and write pathetic books about my childhood and go on Oprah to tell about how I had to behead a swan so I could put its wing in my grandmother's coffin. So her soul could fly, added Evie. Obviously. Shut up, Kizzy said, swatting at them half-heartedly with her fists. Cactus, you can have my family. Take them all. Just give me your tiny little mother with her tiny little haircut and your snoring-ass dad on the couch and nothing to behead ever again.